listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast, serving the latest news in sci-fi multimedia. And now your hosts, Scott and Miles. Your table is ready. We've long and This is the capital. We have a little problem with our entry sequence, so we may experience some slight turbulence and then explode. I got a bad feeling about this. Walter, put the cow away, would you? What is this place? It's a freak show. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. This is episode 90 of the Listener Feedback Show, Sci-Fi Diner Conversations. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. And good evening, I'm Miles P. McLaughlin. And M will be with us in the main show. She was actually with us in this uh, feedback show, but we are re-recording it because of some technical difficulties. So M, if you're listening to this, we love you. We did not cut you out of the show because we don't like you. You just need to know that. <laughs> we actually loved having you here, and we're very disappointed that the file failed on us, which happens. Um, but we're going to go ahead and record this show again. Miles, how in the heck are things going in your head? What's going on in your sci-fi world? Um, I watched yesterday um, the Justice League uh, Flashpoint Paradox. Ooh, um, we talked about this one. Mm-hmm. So that was very enjoyable. Um not not for kids though, so you know definitely definitely more adult. There there is um, the violence is definitely there. We'll say. So what what is the premise of this? The premise is uh, the present has been changed, and it was done inadvertently by the Flash. He wanted his his mother died when he was really young. Uh, he was murdered at, when, when when he was very young, and at some point he he goes back in time and and and, and saves her, but. I guess it's that butterfly effect thing where right. you, you 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 change something for good. You, you you try to change something for good, but what what happens? A lot of bad things happen, and so um, just the world has gone to pot. Uh, Aquaman and Wonder Woman are about that war with each other. You know, Aquaman has people from Atlantis, and she has the Amazons, and so things in the world not so good. Um, all our superhero, all our other heroes, are different places in life. We'll, we'll say um, there's a different Batman. We'll just say, and um, it, it, it just it's just good the, how, they, how they explore what would have happened if our heroes had faced this instead. Right. And so it's more like this what if scenario type thing. Mm-hmm. You know, Edward Lorenz would have been proud. He was the guy that first coined this idea of chaos theory and the butterfly effect, the idea that these small little things have huge consequences. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, Ray Bradbury with his sound of thunder story would also have been proud with that. Have you read the Ray Bradbury story? No, I can't say. The I one where you go back and he steps mm-hmm. on a butterfly, steps off the path and then uh, they're going to hunt Tyrannosaur- like the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Oh, okay. It's, 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 it's a classic. It's been in school textbooks forever. Mm-hmm. But anyways, it sounds a little bit like that's what's being played with here in the Flashpoint. Right. And and Flash is the is the main the main character in here. It centers on him. I mean, he yeah. realizes time has changed. And so his journey is to try to get help to restore the timeline. Yeah. But yeah. before that, he has to go through a lot of 
heck to get through. You need to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Way to go, Morning McFly. But um, yeah. Uh, so uh, what else has been going on? Um, enjoying some good audio drama with uh, Leviathan Chronicles and uh, We're Alive is back, Ooh, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. We had a good interview with Casey Whelan a while mm-hmm. back. So there, there's about three episodes up for the new season for We're Alive. And If you love a zombie drama and you're into audio drama, this is really they, they do a really nice job. They, they, they do. It's very professionally done. And you, you you definitely care about the characters in this. And so uh, I was so happy that it came back. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. absolutely. And also watched uh, the season finale of uh, Under the Dome, which we could talk about later. Yeah, we can talk about it later because mm-hmm. I think we have some listener feedback on Under the Dome. We mm-hmm. can maybe chat about how that kind of resolves itself at that point. Good. Uh, I am not watching much at all. I actually, my wife and I sat down and watched Sherlock. That was the last thing I watched. We watched the first season. That sounds like a lot, but first season was only three episodes, 90 minutes each, and I watched it. I was interested because, you know, Benedict Cumberbatch is in it, mm-hmm. and, I mean, after all, I'm going to watch anything that comes in. Right. <laughs> but, uh, and the actor who played uh, um, Bilbo. Yeah, you know. so Bilbo Baggins is in it, too, so, mm-hmm. you know, Bilbo and... Con, what happens when you put Bilbo and Con together? You get Sherlock and uh, <laughs> and Stephen Moffat, who of course does the uh, Moffat. I think it's Moffat uh, does the Doctor Who series. Is also kind of writing and scripting and part of that as well. So mm-hmm. excellent series if you ever get a chance, but totally not really sci-fi related. Um, but I heard I heard it's good though. A great scripting, great dialogue, and Carabash delivers it flawlessly. <laughs> I really really do enjoy it. Other than that, most of my sci-fi right now I'm. Uh, I'm eagerly anticipating Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., eagerly anticipating The Blacklist, not really sci-fi, Bones, um, and uh, some of the other sci-fi, Almost Human, and some of the other shows that are coming down the pike. But really, my sci-fi is, I'm, de- I'm really getting into it from audiobooks. Uh, as I mentioned, I think before in the last podcast, last listener feedback episode, I was into The Dune, The Butler and Jihad, the very first book chronologically. So I finished that book, Absolutely loved it and hated Kevin J. Anderson at the same time because there was one part in the book that I could not believe he scripted it. I can't imagine it was so ter- it was so terrible. Oh. If you've never read the book, there's just a one of those moments in this book where you just wanted to throw the book out and say, I'm done with you, Kevin J. Anderson and uh, whatever Frank Her- Brian Herbert, I think, his son's name, that I just hated it. But I'm on into the sequel. So the Machine Crusade, I'm about halfway through and and after this, I've queued up the, the third book in the Wheel of Time. I believe it's called The Dragon Reborn. So audible.com, I am supporting you. It's a great companionship of my long runs. I did an 18-mile run this weekend, Miles. Oh, my. You should have joined me. I may have lasted um, About, 800 feet. <laughs> okay, 800 feet on mm-hmm. that. Um, I'm preparing for the Marine Corps Marathon you know, in D.C., so I have to put in the mileage if I'm oh, going to sure. actually survive it. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that and trips to work give me a lot of time to do a lot of reading. So I've been doing more reading than anything, mm-hmm. but just haven't had a lot of time with everything that's going on in my life to actually sit down and watch TV. So Deep Space Nine has kind of been put on the shelf for a little bit. I do plan on coming back. To It'll that. be back. It'll be there. Mm-hmm. It'll be there. But, um, well, let's move into our first piece of listener feedback. And this is from Rick from Wisconsin, Wisconsin, if I can pronounce it correctly. Sorry, Rick. Um, and so uh, let's hear what he has to say about some of the TV shows and movies that he is watching. Good evening, all the good folks at the Sci-Fi Diner. This is Rick from Wisconsin calling. And I... Was wrong the last time I called when I thought that Continuum had had their season finale, but 
due to my busy schedule, I have not yet been able to watch it. I have four episodes to watch, and I'm not sure when that's going to happen. So I'll be calling back later with my thoughts on that. But I uh, wanted to say that I've been basically watching Under the Dome. That took uh, a good turn this week. It's very different now from the things that were in the book. But uh, there is a little similarity now in that in the in the book, uh, Big Jim did have Barbie framed for murder, and uh, that's now happened on the show as well. And I did want to comment about a couple of movies that I saw. One that uh, I didn't bother seeing in the theater, but I just saw on DVD, and another I had never heard of but really liked. The first one is uh, In Time, and the concept in that movie is that in the future... Uh, your lifespan becomes currency, and you can trade uh, how many years you'll live. They somehow forget the uh, technology involved in how they did it, but everyone gets a certain amount of time to live, and then you can uh, barter that. You know, it has value. Uh, interesting concept, interesting uh, type of a movie. Um, you know, like most movies, has some similarities to other things you've seen, but I thought it was pretty good. The other one I really liked, it was called uh, uh, Upside Down. And I had never heard of it before. It's the idea that there are two worlds uh, revolving around the same sun that are opposite of each other. And they are so close together, they almost touch. And the beings from uh, one world uh, tap the resources of the other and that world becomes richer, and the one that is called down below becomes poorer, and the people are kind of like slaves to the, the people on the other world. But it's really a romance type of a story. Um, you know, boy meets girl from opposite world. They try to figure out how to get together. But it had some really interesting effects of how they showed these two worlds that were opposite of each other and how they interacted and uh, how they try to figure out a way to break down the barriers between these worlds. And uh, I really enjoyed it. It was, a, it was a good, clean movie. It was one of the um, most enjoyable movies I've seen in a long time, and I hadn't heard a thing about it before I found it at Redbox. So uh, check that one out for sure. Thanks. Thank you so much for calling in and giving us your thoughts. So let's chat about some of the TV mm-hmm. that he's been watching. Um, he just mentioned that he thought that Continuum had ended and it hadn't, so he's going to call back in with the actual finale. I guess he had called in earlier thinking it was the finale. Is that right? Yes, he did last time, and I thought um, there was at least one more episode I was I was pretty sure was. Yeah, so, so. there were actually mm-hmm. four more episodes, mm-hmm. and he is going to call in with that. You know, there are times when you get into a series that you say, well, you know, this episode could have been a good finale, and I imagine that's what's kind of happened for him mm-hmm. in, in that in that uh, he talked about uh he's faithful to under the dome different in the book and talks about barbie being framed for murder mm-hmm. uh so you've been watching under the dome right? I'm, I'm caught up in under the dome yeah yeah so we had the finale last night mm-hmm. how does barbie being framed for murder resolve itself well um or doesn't it i don't know if it's a resolution it's just Definitely, the lines in the sand have been drawn between him and between Barbie and Big Rennie. Uh, Big 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 Jim Rennie has definitely he he, he has str- dealt with his with with, with 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 his people problems by basically murdering them. I mean, uh, um, there there was a um, 
storyline with, with, with Maxine, where she was basically blackmailing uh, Big Jim and Barbie. And um, and so at the time, I mean, I th- you know, I'm trying to remember that episode where it, it um, no, no, they, they didn't have a gun on him. He, he was basically leading them out. So no, he, he just executed both Maxine and, and her, uh, um, her goon. Um, but, but, but big Jim was able to frame it on Barbie. And so Jim has found a way to take care of his problems. Right. By basically killing those that get in his way and, 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 uh, framing Barbie for it. <laughs> right. Right. So, so mm-hmm. um, and then we are, we obviously in the finale, we're kind of left with that still hanging in the balance. Talk about hanging in the balance, yeah. Oh yeah, that was that pun intended. Yeah, yeah. So, that, so they're bringing hanging back, uh, basically, as a form of uh, uh, execution. Um, he basically went to the one of the characters who was like the, I guess, the DJ, um, to ask him if he get some carpenters together to to build this. You know, I don't know what, what exactly called, but basically, you know, this hanging platform with a noose, and this guy was more than happy to do so because. One of the people that uh, Barbie was framed for killing was um, the the engineer at the, the radio station, so he definitely has those personal feelings involved. Oh, absolutely. With that, yeah. um, we, we we get to see the butterfly finally, you know, leave the cocoon, and the, the mini dome basically shatters, basically, but there's still that egg that's inside it, and so, but the 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 butterfly sort of rests on. I forget the character's name, but she's she's the redhead Barbie's girlfriend. Uh, basically, they, the kids figure out maybe she's the monarch, or Barbie thought that she is the she's the monarch, and they they also wake wake the dome up. And one one of the beings of the dome who c- comes in the one teenage girl's dead mother communicates with them. So they you know so so the, the plot is moving along. We get a little more information about the dome and everything like that, and so but it ends in a strange place where. The town was basically in darkness, and people are thinking this is a plague out of the Book of Revelation. Um, but the the egg glows when the egg senses the, the one the redhead girl's present presence and brings light back. And basically, basically everything just kind of gets blinded in light. Blinded in light. We're left, and we're left literally just waiting to see what happens. Right. I mean, Bar- Barbie's neck is in the noose, and Junior is more than willing to pull the lever. But everybody's sort of transfixed by the the. the you know, everything was dark, but now the lights have been turned back on. Yeah. Well, I guess if you've hung on this long, yeah, <laughs> you can wait for season two to see uh, what what happens with Barbie. Oh yeah. So, yeah, I you know I know that I, this is a, this is a series that I gave up after episode three. Some of it was time. Some of it was it just wasn't gripping me maybe the way I was hoping it was. It takes a lot and it for me to get hooked into a series, and I'm sure it's well done. It's just mm-hmm. one that just has not. Grab my attention real well. Mm-hmm. But, oh, well, that happened. He did talk about some other movies that he watched, and he watched In Time and Upside Down. Let's talk about In Time first. You watched In Time, right? I did. Mm-hmm. And what did you think of this movie? I enjoyed it. I thought it was an interesting premise where basically they found a way to stop the aging after 25 or whatever the age is. But as far as a form of currency, it's basically basically – Years on your life, you basically your work. You know, years on your life is basically the currency of of, of the age, and right. and so so you also have a class system. You have the rich, and you have the 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 the, the, the poor, the have-nots, or just the middle class, or just the you know the working stiffs uh, that, are, that are working just to make just to keep themselves alive. Literally, I mean, not just so. 
but but basically time is something that's used to exchange for get goods and stuff and um, they're, they're so but but the rich you have some people who have lived for over a hundred years and they haven't aged a day since their twenty fifth birthday. Um, but you have Justin Timberlake who kind of becomes sort of this kind of Robin Hood so to speak and gives time you know steals steals time from the rich and gives it to the poor. Yeah, you know the premise of this movie I really wanted to like. When I watched, it. I mean, Justin Timberlake uh, reminded me very much of the the, the Harlan Ellison story. Repent, Harlequin said the TikTok man. Uh, this idea that somehow your life can be controlled by the time that you have left, and if you're late, this time's taken off of your life. Mm-hmm. This concept really intrigued me, and it lost me about a half an hour in. Didn't lose me like I wasn't understanding the plot, but lost me because I just wasn't interested Mm. and I didn't care and I really wanted to. And maybe it did pick up. Maybe I should have given it more of a chance, but I just found that, I just found that I, I don't know, I was running on the treadmill at the time and it just wasn't enough for me to, to, to actually convince me to stay with it. Okay. So I guess he's its own, but Mm -hmm. he uh, seemed to like it. And uh, so I'm glad that you uh, called in, Wrecked, and let, let us know about it. Upside Down, this is a movie I'm not familiar with. Miles, you? Uh, no, I haven't heard of Upside Down. It's been off my radar. But um, here, hearing you talk about it, Rick, I may have to check it out. Yeah, though. these two worlds that kind of, uh, you know, kind of rotate the same sun and mm-hmm. stealing resources from one to the other. It's kind of interesting. And the fact that you found on Redbox, well, that's kind of a gold, fi- a gold mine of a find there. But. Oh, yeah. All right, well, let's move into some feedback we got from Carl. Carl wrote an email in. Do you want to read this email sure. from uh, Carl? So Carl says, uh, love your podcast. Uh, best wishes to M. I'm interested in, in Ben taking over for Batman. I am in the minority when it comes to his role as uh, Matt Murdock, and it wasn't his performance that sank the film, but overacting by other characters, <clears throat> uh, Kingpin and Bullseye, and the horribly mangled cut that, w- that took away his uh, lawyer storyline, which was restored in the, in the superior director's cut. Elysium, you, your other commentary summed up my feelings about the film. I enjoyed it and felt that the uh, politicalness was not hammering you over the head, but but subtle enough and, and, and Copley. Wow, he's great. Under the Dome is beginning to drive me nuts with the, the, the Max storyline. But spoiler, now that uh, is resolved, perhaps the show can get back to on track and be ultimately the conflict between Big Jim and Barbie. <clears throat> and best wishes, Carl. Carl, we really appreciate you uh, writing in. And we did talk about Under the Dome. Obviously, that conflict is sort of resolved well the maxine storylines resolved yes max yes maxine won't be bothering anybody anybody yeah but uh she does it'll be interesting right Mm -hmm. uh big jim and barbie sort of resolved but not really yet because well it's kind of um hanging in the balance cliffhanger (laughs) yeah i mean (laughs) what other hanging jokes we put you know uh, we'll have to hang it up till next season. Uh, yeah. Just, yeah, whatever. Elysium, you know, he obviously agreed with what we were saying about it. Uh, you know, in his commentary about Daredevil, I wish, I, I almost want to make time to go back and watch the director's cut now because he seems to, to say that this is kind of, it was done more right in the director's cut. Mm-hmm. Um, not that Ben Affleck maybe did a great job in it, but... Maybe, maybe, maybe doing a horrible job maybe, either. Maybe he did an acceptable job mm-hmm. in it. You know, I don't know. If anyone else has seen the director's cut of Daredevil, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Maybe convince me that I need to give this another chance. Hmm. But, yeah. Well, thank you again, Carl, for calling in. And we have one more listener voicemail, and this comes from Scott from Cape Cod, or Cape Cod Scott, as we call him. So, Cape Cod Scott, we appreciate you calling in. He's calling in about the Honor Heritage series. Let me go ahead and just play this voicemail. 
Hey, Scott and Miles. <clears throat> this is Scott from Cape Cod. How you doing? Just catching up on some uh, some podcast listening, and uh, I was uh, pretty thrilled to hear you um, read the comments about the Honor Harrington, uh, David Weber uh, series of books. The Basilisk Station is the first of those. I'm eight books into a 14-book uh, um, series, <clears throat> and it's it's really awesome. I, I really uh, would look forward to a movie made uh, about Honor Harrington. She's a she's a uh, awesome uh, hero in this. She's a starship captain, and uh, and uh, the comment made by Emma about the tree cat. I had the same I, I had the same thought about that when I first saw it, but the tree cat turns out to be fantastic. Uh, very smart, uh, smarter than a dolphin kind of thing, um, and uh, empath, empathic as well, and and a kick-ass fighter as well. So um, it's really a good series. Uh, the guy is prolific. He writes he writes a ton, and uh, my friend turned me on to the uh, series. And uh, like, as I said, I'm seven books in. And uh, it's just it just keeps getting great, greater and greater. Each book is sort of like a chapter in a total overall story of her life, <clears throat> and uh, and uh, it's really good. It's space based. It's uh, you know just fantastic about a uh, a war, kind of a war or a cold war, and that war between two uh, galactic empires. Uh, so it's really cool, and uh, I think anybody would uh, that likes that kind of stuff would really enjoy it. It's a commitment, though, 14 books. <laughs> but try the first one, and if you like it, that's the one that got me go- to continue. Uh, anyway, uh, have a good morning, and uh, hey, Miles, good morning and good luck. You too, Scott. Bye. What do you think about what Cape Cod saying? Well, he definitely he's definitely enjoying this book series and, and would like to see maybe come to yeah, the Yeah, uh, eight books in, you're definitely kind of sold in the series mm-hmm. if you're uh, eight books into a series, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, so a friend got him into it. Um, this is what Cape Cod, uh, Scott, I, I don't know, I was going to call Cape, Cape Cod. Hey, Mr. Cod. No. Uh, uh, but, Scott, uh, this is here's the thing. I, I've gone to my Audible list, and I've added it to my oh. wish list okay. on Audible mm-hmm. uh, because of your recommendation. And there's one slight problem that ahead of this, I have the Wheel of Time series, which is 14 books. I'm two books into it. I have the Dune series, the, the entire Dune series, which is probably another 14 books, and I'm two books into it. So I have a little bit to go unless I throw that in and start working my way through the Honor Harrington series of the, uh, you know, if I, if I, if I, I may be saying that wrong, but the, but, but I may, I may need, maybe I'll just start rotating between three books. You got a lot of books on your shelf. <laughs> that is, that is, and uh, somewhere along the line, if I, I might lose them, but I, I'll be. I, it's definitely one I'm interested in, and I really appreciate your thoughts on it. If anyone else is reading this series and absolutely loving it, please let us know. Yeah, please yeah. let us know. Um, it's one that maybe I should take time to make, maybe move it up on my priority list a little bit because uh, <laughs> there's a lot to uh, lot to get through, and it takes a while to get through an audio book. Right. They're usually many, many hours long. Uh, that's fine for me. I'm running oh, yeah. many, many hours long. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, as far as uh, that's basically it for the sister feedback show. Anything else we need to talk about? No, I think we covered it. I'm sure we'll have a lot more to talk about when we come back after some of our shows uh, are back on the air. Yeah, and uh, that uh, that being said, any movies that are out, if you saw Riddick, Riddick actually oh, yeah. did well the first first uh, weekend out. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of got sidetracked this current weekend, but people liked it. 
Um, if you liked Riddick or you're liking any of the new shows that are coming out uh, and you want to call in, let us know. Call in at 1-888-508-4343. You can also let us know what you're reading. We would appreciate that. Oh, M also wanted me to share that she's gotten some hate over Janeway. And so she threw down the gauntlet and said, look, if you think you can come up with a better sci-fi five and five for strong female characters, bring it on. So your challenge has been laid down. Yeah, she's. Will you accept it? Yeah, she she definitely was bringing the, the, the Latina heat. Um, oh yes, mm-hmm. oh my word, oh my word. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, that's about it. Thank you so much for joining us on this listener feedback show. All right. Well, till next time. Good night and good luck. We will see ya. Thank you so much for visiting the Sci-Fi Diner. We hope you enjoyed the food and the service and the conversations. If you'd like to share your thoughts regarding what we've talked about, or tell us what you're watching or reading, flip open your communicators and contact us at 1-888-508-4343. Or click the SpeakPipe link at scifidinerpodcast.com. Or send an MP3 or typed email to scifidinerpodcast at gmail.com. You can also join the conversation on our Facebook fan page at facebook.com slash sci-fi diner. We'll share your thoughts on our listener feedback show. If you'd like to support the diner beyond the conversation, you can always throw some coins in the tip jar at sci-fi diner podcast.com.